uh, about 11 past uh, nine, if you can commence with the meeting, Chairperson, the agenda is on the, on the screen. Okay, thank you very much, uh, uh, Mr. Matonsi, for the uh, opportunity again to preside over the, uh, this uh, meeting. And good morning, honorable members uh, and all stakeholders present here, Minister, DM, and the DG, uh, commissioners, uh, and the team of the Home Affairs Legal Team, a state law advisor. Um, we have had a technical problem uh, which was caused, I think, by the process of uh, creating the uh, the link. We had to change it, um, and at that hence we you're recording in progress. And we had to allow uh, Mr. Matunzi to facilitate this process. So that I think we need to apologize for starting a bit uh, late. I know that uh, I received notes for members, including uh, Mr. Matunzi. Uh, who will be expressing um, a network, no, no, a load shedding, or that will affect the network. Uh, if there's uh, other colleagues uh, from our stakeholders, we also will note those apologies and those technicalities that will arise as we continue with our meeting. Well, it will be advisable that uh, at least we minimize, we can switch off our video when we uh, talk, given the circumstances we are facing. Um, and want to take this opportunity again to welcome uh, members. The second point is that uh, we received a, a comment or responses on issues that the committee deliberated on, which uh, were presented in our last committee meeting, and that gave members an opportunity to uh, look on those uh, uh, presentations and I think aligned with the continuous deliberation that we have already started. Uh, and members are able to uh, solicit uh, uh, understanding on some of the issues that we must resolve on. We're then able to interface with that uh, uh, process, and we then allowed the content advisor to stretch out key issues that uh, to this meeting that we must deliberate on and have an understanding of a process. We have to uh, go to a process of uh, allowing for the A list to be drafted so that uh, the committee then adopt the process uh, uh, and finalize in all the issues that <clears throat> were, were that have been presented be before us. I must indicate that uh, it's a quite involved and uh, we want to appreciate the good work that has been uh, uh, demonstrated by members of the committee and the members of the, uh, the stakeholders. As we have uh, a, a resolved that uh, we are continuing with the, uh, this committee meeting during this recess, so that we get into completing this uh, process uh, when we reopen uh, the National Assembly. The other issues, which obviously would require again, the legal uh, uh, consultation as we move forward with the, with the deliberations. I'm advised by the <coughs> minister, uh, um, uh, late, uh, no, sorry, early in the morning, that uh, they were supposed to have presented the item number five, uh, Mr. Matonzi. And uh, we would appreciate it that all the team that was dealing with this matter uh, must attend the uh, portfolio committee meeting to support the minister in his uh, presentation. Um, and the minister has raised that uh, there are some of the, or, uh, his colleague or the team that could not make it uh, to the uh, to the meeting 
and it'd be unfair for uh, uh, for him to present uh, without them because some of the issues will be engaging with the with the team that uh, <clears throat> we I indicated that uh, normally the minister writes a letter to the committee, but because it was an urgent matter due to the involvement of his team that they are saving in other or doing other responsibilities that they could not make it to the meeting. I have to present it to the meeting, but we have an understanding with the minister that we can't uh, uh, continue with the with the item due to the reasons that has been presented. The team is ready to present on the item number five in terms of the report that has been consolidated. And it'd be fair that uh, all the members of the team are able to be present to this uh, uh, meeting. Mr. Matons, I wanted just to deal with that matter so that I present it before the committee and the committee advice on how we must handle this, uh, 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 this, this matter uh, without uh, inviting the, the minister because we had a, con tele tele a conversation and I have to present it to the to the to the to the to this to, to this meeting. Can I establish uh, Mr. Matunsi on this <clears throat> on this item in particular uh, so that we are able to look on the agenda as it highlighted? I'm presenting this matter to the members uh, on item number five uh, before we 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 look on the agenda. I see. Um, uh, let me say, Mr. Honorable Ross, I see your hand. Uh, let me get Honorable Ross. Uh, Honorable Kanyele, uh, uh, Honorable Lizel, Honorable Ramoloben, Honorable Tito, Honorable Pile, and Honorable Mutise. I'm not sure if uh, there are other members who are in attendance. Uh, if Honorable Tuaco is here, but I think I'll be guided as I uh, invite members to comment on the uh, on the on this matter. I'll start with Honorable uh, Honorable Ross, Honorable Kwase, Honorable Kanyele, Honorable Koche, Rizel, Honorable Ramulobe, Honorable Tito, Honorable Pile, and Honorable Mudise on this matter in that order. Honorable Ross. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, Chair, this report was supposed to serve in March, and then it was uh, postponed again. And then at that last meeting, then we were really requested to give uh, leeway to the minister who had another um, engagement, and we did so on the condition that this report serves before the end of the term. And now we said at the end of the term, um, before a very long recess, and not only do we, do we not have the report that we asked for, uh, but we also now have a... a uh, you know, we're being asked to say, well, the minister's here, but two or three people from the department can't make it, so therefore we can't now look at this. So, Chairperson, I'm, I'm very annoyed about this. I think it's something that's that's really critical. There was a big, um, you know, a few big moves were made a few weeks ago, and, and people are asking about this, what is going on? And it looks very strange, because we've had reports before where certain officials are not necessarily there, and the minister carries on and, and delivers it. It is a report that is, you know, you need certain people to to be there and talk about it. The fact is that uh, it, it should have been presented to us and said, here it is for cognizance. And then we can discuss it next week. You know, the fact that we don't have it at all, because some officials can't make this meeting, to my mind, is unacceptable, Chair. Okay. Uh, no, no, noted. Uh, the... 
uh, let me just correct one point that we're dealing with the task team appointed by the minister, uh, uh, not necessarily officials from the from the department. Uh, but noted the comment, uh, Mr. Uh, Honorable Uros, Honorable Khosi. Honorable Khosi. Morning and thank you very much, Chair. I'm sorry I'm struggling with the network from my side. But in as much as Honorable Rose have raised the reasons that would make one worrisome, if today there's no possibility of us getting the report, I think, Chairperson, or the presentation, I think, Chairperson, it would only be fair for when both parties, us and the department and the minister, will make time that requires us to deal with the, with this report because now in as much as we would want to debate about it and say it's either it's presented today or not if we can't present it today i think the way forward should be maybe the timeline should be given to the minister to say on this day as the portfolio committee we would want the committee to sit down and discuss the report i think that would be a way forward thank you chair Thank you, Honorable Kanyele. Thank you, Chairperson, and good morning, colleagues. Uh, Chairperson, I think I have been covered by the first two colleagues that have spoken. I'd also like to emphasize that it's very important that we get this report for us to be able to um, look at it. And secondly, if we are going to have a meeting next week, I'd like to suggest that we have this report um, deliberated on next week because this matter has been long overdue. As uh, Honorable Ross has already indicated that it was supposed to be discussed in March already. I suggest that we discuss it next week if we are going to be having a meeting. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Kanyile. Co-Chair. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson, and good morning to the colleagues. Um, Chairperson, uh, you know, at this stage, I'm really quite worried because as much as you are saying that um, the minister requires his task team, fine, we can accept that. But this is a report that is very long outstanding, and it is something that affects the nation at large. And, and in fact, people have been asking, if you look on social media, people have been asking, um, why why is this report not been released um, and, and, and this comes at a time where I, I've said on numerous occasions that we face a full-blown immigration crisis and that, um, you know, th there's so much going wrong. I mean, look at, look at for example, um, the issue of our passports and our IDs. It's not only permits that are a concern, but also uh, other issues. So I, I would really like to appeal that we cannot continue to kick the can down the road. We need to deal with this report. So I would like to get comfort, firstly, that the report is ready. Um, and it's only an issue that um, the task team is not available and that we then set it down for deliberation for next week um, so that we can please get into the issues of this report um, because we have been waiting it for it for far too long. Uh, so I would then second the proposal that we deal with it as a matter of urgency and the first item on the agenda for next week if the report is indeed ready. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Co-Chair. Um, Honourable Ramalobe. Honorable Tito. 
Honorable. Good morning, good morning, Chair. Uh, Chair, I think first we, <clears throat> we have to agree that this is one of uh, the very important reports and that um, as a portfolio committee, we, we really need to have this, this report presented to us. But I also think that um, there may be, uh, you know, questions that may arise from the report that the minister may not be able to, to directly respond to, uh, particularly because there is a, a task team and that task team would have first-hand knowledge on it. So, Chair, I think that in as much as I, I hear what all members are saying, and yes, there is an urgency for us to, to receive this report, it will not do us any harm as the committee if we had to postpone this matter. Uh, but also I want to say that can we have an indication as to when it's going to come before us? Um, and also that we don't put this item with any other item on the agenda. It should be only this item on the agenda of that meeting so that we can be able to deal with it, deliberate on it, and finish with it. Thank you. Thank you. Honorable Mudise. Thanks very much, Chair. Um, I think I'm also covered by the previous speaker uh, uh, to say maybe we should then find a suitable date for us to deliberate on this item. It must be in, in the only standing item on the agenda. I believe that it's a report from the, the task team that was investigating these issues. So I think it really requires us to give it a special attention. And, and, and one must say that Really, it's long overdue, and the sooner we can find a suitable time on our schedule and, and, and have it as an item agenda, uh, it should be as soon as possible. Thank you, Chair. Okay. I'll invite the Minister uh, just to make a certain, certain issues. Honorable uh, Rizal raised an important matter in terms of just to find comfort on the, on the report. But before that, Mr. Matons, next week, Friday, what is happening? Next week, Friday, or next week, Tuesday, Chairperson? Uh, next week, Friday, Mr. Matanza? We, I don't think we've got anything. I don't have my program open at the moment, but I don't think we've got anything because we've got a meeting on the 5th, which is Tuesday, and also on the 12th. Okay. What, what is the date on Friday? Okay, let me quickly check. Um... It will be eighth of July. Yeah, it's yeah eighth of July. Yeah. Okay. I'm 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 soliciting this part because it appears that uh, this report will only be an agenda item, and uh, we 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 need to get into work on. I'm saying complete this process. We must not delay the uh, these deliberations. Um, uh, and I want to put to members if we may need to look on the 8th of July next week, uh, 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 Friday. Um, but let me get a sense from the minister in terms of the issues that we, we raised. I agree fully with members in terms of their submissions and uh, that uh, it is long overdue, this report and the reasons that were uh, put forth uh, in terms of the delay. But I think we note that uh, um, the support team of the task team, if they're not... Uh, uh, available, uh, will not able to uh, to 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 carry uh, the the uh, the the report, um, and I think in the last meeting the minister did indicate that uh, it is a technical uh, report that will need the requisite uh, expertise that dealt with the report 
to able to uh, to interact with the with the committee as this is an important subject that affects the the country and the minister uh, can i get an indication on the readiness of the report so that we're able to deal with this matter and uh, if uh, you'll be comfortable to next week friday on the 8th minister yes no, thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you very much to honorable members. Honorable members, I'm as anxious as you for the report to come out because indeed the report is ready. There's no other reason that we are delaying it except that this was a, 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 an investigative report by investigators. It will be remiss for me to try and make myself an investigator and bring it to you. The people who are not here are not officials from the department. It has got nothing to do with officials from the department, but the outside people who were doing the investigation, who we could not get today, for which I, I profusely apologize. I was about to say, just give me a day. Just give me a day. And you have already given me the aid. It will definitely be done, uh, Chairperson. And I also appreciate the fact that you said it will be the only agenda item. I'm really advising, so it must not mix, be mixed with many other items because it's not a small thing in terms of time, uh, the, the, the period, I mean, the, the time which is allocated, but in terms of the immensity of what is going to be presented. So the eighth, we accept it fully. We'll do everything in our power to make sure that the members are there. But even then, uh, Chairperson, these members are high-powered people. Some of them have since been called to the bench to act, and they are not easily available, but I'll make sure that I bring a, a minimum number of those without whom the report cannot be presented like today. Thank you very much. Can I solicit this date, uh, but I'll invite three, only three honorable members, honorable Koche, honorable Kanyele, and honorable Mutise, if we approve the 8th of uh, July. Honorable Kanyele? Thank you, Chairperson, and thanks for the feedback given by the Minister. We approve the 8th of July. Chairperson, I'd also like to humbly request that we get the report um, well in advance. If we are going to deliver, we are going to deliberate on it on the 8th of July. Can we get the report next week or latest by Friday, this week, Friday, to enable us to have enough time to, to peruse through the report? Thank you very much. Honorable Lizen. Chairperson, um, I have got a caucus workshop. Uh, all of next week, but I have already applied now to my uh, chief work that I be excused. So um, that will be fine for the 8th of July. And also, yes, if we can just receive the report uh, soonest. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson. And thank you very much for the response from the Minister. Chair, we accept the 8th of July. Thank you. Thank you. Minister, can I get your impression on the on the report? I, I know that you've raised something in the last meeting. If you can uh, recap that. The, the impression in what way, Chair, please? The report that you, you, you ought to submit to the committee before the 8th of July. Of July. Okay. <laughs> I was really hoping, Chairperson, all the reports of a sensitive nature, like if you remember the report that uh, 
uh, uh, was done uh, with CETA. If you remember about the OE, I mean, uh, uh, the, the, what do you call it? The, the, the forensic investigation that was done with CETA for the 409 million rand. We presented it and you saw it for the first time here because of the sensitivity nature of investigations. I'm not sure whether honorable members will insist on seeing the report of that nature because we have never done so. But what can I do if you demand it? I, I just thought reports like that, that are forensic in nature and sensitive that are keep under log. You see them when they arrive here, you are not forced to, to debate it at that time because we are not forcing you to allow. You can even call us for the second time or first, second day, but uh, just to distribute it all over here, even electronically. I'm a bit jittery about that chairperson, but uh, it's in the hands of the committee. I'm just saying you have never done that to us in the past on report that were investigative in nature. You, know, you always gave us time to call the team to come here and start from the beginning to show you everything. You have done that before, and I was hoping you'll, uh, 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 you'll do us the same favor to, uh, on this one today. Okay, what we'll do, Minister, we'll, I will interface with the um, Honorable Izel, Honorable Kanyele, and Honorable uh, Mudise, and uh, with the legal team. Um, uh, uh, once we, we conclude on the status of the of the report, just establish, and then I will uh, then advise Minister to uh, if the report should be sent to the members or we must receive the report as present as to be presented on the on the eighth and thereafter we'll follow up on the issues noting that uh, uh, the report once being circulated i recall when we're dealing with one report that if if uh, people were implicated uh, others may attempt to interdict the report to not be presented or not to be issued uh, by the uh, by the by the minister but I think let's summarize in that manner. We note the report is ready as to whether it must be presented, submitted to our, ourselves. I will interact with the uh, Honorable uh, uh, Kanyele Lizel, Honorable Mutise, and Honorable Tito, uh, and the legal team on, on the subject. And then we'll advise uh, the committee in our next uh, uh, committee and minister. I don't think that is a, is a, is a, is a even if the report can be presented, then we'll follow up as long as it's been issued, presented by the team responsible. Is the, I think that's our understanding on this matter. Yes. Thanks very much, uh, members, and thanks, Minister, and thanks, honorable uh, uh, members, uh, for giving guidance on this, uh, on this matter. Um, well, then, it means, therefore, we'll, uh, uh, Mr. Matonsi, item number five, we won't deal with it. We'll then deal with the... Uh, uh, three items, uh, three and four, uh, and then we we close the uh, the watching, uh, the meeting. I'm inviting you, Mr. Matunsi, for apologies. Uh, Chairperson, I've got only one apology. Hello, Chairperson, did you hear me? No, no, we didn't hear you. I was saying I have got only one apology from Ms. Mlegwa. Okay. What is an apology? Uh, she says she got an appointment uh, with the doctor. Okay. 
No, thanks, uh, Mr. Matonzi. Uh, the apology noted and uh, accepted. Can I invite uh, Mr. Salmon to recap on the issues that uh, the committee must deliberate on uh, uh, this meeting? Thank you. To uh, to members is a response to the ICT's revision. So, um, if that, maybe the IC present on their document, and then if they don't cover the issues, then we can raise it afterwards because it's, uh, it's kind of like putting the cart before the horse because it's a response to the IEC, um, IEC deliberations, the IEC document. Uh, but I'll take your guidance. If you want me to start, I'll still start, but it, it, it's uh, to let the IEC start. Yes, can you just uh, run on, Mr. Ma Mr. Salmo? Okay. Uh, Ed, um, the response primarily to the uh, most recent document sent to us. Um, one of the issues that, that weren't, there was general agreement on all the other clauses as well as the other sections in the IEC, I understand. Yes, yes, sir. We can't, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that uh, presentation with that with is not on the screen. Uh, okay, so I'm having looks like it's sharing um but i'm having yeah no 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 i think that yeah not yeah now we are fine thank you mr Salma. no 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 uh, mr matons can you see the document uh for now no it is sorry i'm back okay sorry, yeah my my network is jumping on and off um but I'll, I'll continue, just if it cuts out again, then maybe we can just let the IEC present and I'll, I'll come in afterwards. Uh, my, my power comes back on 10, at 10.30. Um, okay, just to indicate, um, can you hear me, Eddie? Yes, I can hear you. So just uh, going to section C, um, just to reiterate there that if uh, members agree to the inclusion of uh, independent candidate agents, um, we will be required in, in terms of okay. rule, Mr. NA Mr. rule 280. Yes, sir. I request that the document is not on the screen that we have went through on it. Um, I'm, from my side, it looks like it's sharing. Let me just say it could be a network challenge. Mr. Matons, well. can you assist Mr. Salmon? Okay, let me... If we can be talking while I'm trying to get it on the system. Okay, let me just maximize this and try again. Okay, Eddie, I found it. Let me try again. Can you see it? Okay. Uh, yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, no thanks, Mr. Salmon. You can proceed. Apologies, Chairperson. Um, <clears throat> yes, just uh, just to indicate that we, if we're going to be including these sections on Chapter Five of the of the of the Act, 
uh, in the bill, then we will be required to uh, um, garner permission from the National Assembly uh, for uh, to include new sections in the bill uh, that are not within the initial scope of the bill. Um, and uh, we also have to bear in mind that there's an NCOP process that, that commenced at the beginning of next term. So uh, might be special arrangements that we need to do to get that permission to expand the scope of the report for the bill. Uh, going to indeed the, the IE document. Uh, the uh mr salmon is going through network challenges uh um uh, Mr. Matonzi? Yeah, yes, Chairperson. Are you able to assist Mr. Matonzi? Sorry, Mr. Salmon. Oh, okay. Adam? Yes, Eddie. Yeah, oh, yes. I, I was just... Proceed, proceed Mr. Ma Adam. Ma uh, Salmon, you seem to be clearer. Okay. Try again. Um, on Section D... Uh, the relating to independent candidates being able to run across several regions uh, or just one the one region nationally like is allowed for political parties the, the IEC gave two options they they drafted a clause for the, for the, the former where independent candidates run across several uh, regions or provinces but uh, then on section E, the number of signature requirements, a percentage of the votes, um, the equivalent elections, but they don't indicate what percentage would um, be before, as all they were saying it would be, need to be 50% of what was required for a seat. But uh, they haven't indicated what that percentage would be now. So I think members would need to know this, particularly if it's going to be in the regulations and not in the law. And also, they also indicate uh, that, that deposits will be calculated. Again, if it's going to be in the regulations, members will want to know um, whether, in particular, the parties and independent candidates will be paying deposits because it was a issue of debate. Uh, then, on the number of ballots, uh, there was confusion around the use of the term multi member regional constituencies which uh, is referred to in this section, but um, isn't in the definitions and the overlaps with the definition of region. And province. So um, I think the legal service team that, that this either needs to be consistently throughout the bill, or we need to just refer to regions um, just to prevent confusion. And to close in the document, um, there was still an un, uh, uncertainty whether 
the committee will use the show 200 to 200 seats in the region of the compensatory seats, or if uh, it was going to be revised to 300 to 100, um, as it, it was in the policy issue that the that the proposal um, removed in favor uh, of compliance um, prior to elections rather than after elections uh, where members lose their seats because they've had the list. Uh, so the one that I see hasn't responded to um, presumably could they're in agreement but uh, there wasn't um, a response from them on that one yet. So these are the, the, the gaps that I, I identified um, with your permission, Chairperson, ask the legal service team to, to pitch in if they saw any gap, but perhaps we can do this after the IAC is presented. Thank you, Chair. No, thanks, members. For, uh, so, thanks, uh, Mr. Salmo. Uh, this is a draft we've looked at in terms of the issues that must go into the deliberations uh, today. Um, and uh, we wanted to zoom on the key areas where the uh, the IEC and uh, the legal team, uh, both data advice and parliamentary and the DHA has looked at and responded uh, last week. So we have structured the uh, inputs uh, in line with the, that what members have raised uh, in our last deliberations. There are other issues which will then uh, raise further with the uh, stakeholders um, for um, uh, uh, purpose clarity uh, that may require legal uh, team. <clears throat> there was an attempt to uh, to persuade the committee for a workshop with the with the IC, which we, it it is not in the current favor uh, to consider that. Um, noting that we will uh, deliberate on these issues, if there are other matters that requires the the IEC, will invite them to the to the committee to 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 reflect on. <clears throat> we'll then interface with the uh, uh, proposed matter uh, when we now uh, towards closer opposed to the uh, report being presented to the uh, to the to to the committee. Just for overall. Uh, issues uh, that need for the attention of uh, the uh, parliament or all stakeholders as we, 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 we move forward. Members, this is the framework we thought we must bring to the, uh, to the committee for purpose of uh, structured deliberation on the key issues that are raising. We have, we'll start with the, um, the first item, <clears throat> section C, these agents, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, come to section D, section E, uh, and F and uh, 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 close uh, close one. We may not exhaust all the all of them uh, today, but we can deal with the one subject, one item, and then we, we have an understanding. Um, the intention also is that uh, we must then prepare to receive, allow the legal service uh, or the stakeholders to draft the A list so that the committee uh, look at it. <clears throat> We are going to start with the uh, making input on the issues that were raised by the IC. 
on the, the this matter that they were, were highlighted. <clears throat> Let me well, invite you members in the manner that uh, we have uh, 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 requested yourself. Um, Honorable Ruos, Honorable Khwase, Honorable Kanyile, Honorable Lizel, Ramulobeng, Honorable Ramulobeng. Uh, I'm advised that Honorable Tito is not in the meeting, Honorable uh, uh, Pile and Honorable uh, Mutise uh, on the first uh, uh, matter. Honorable <clears throat> Ruos. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Chair, I think it's a, it's a critical element of fairness to, to have party agents and to be able to observe the system. So, so certainly the, you know, the need for independent candidates to, to have party agents um, is very important. So, so, so we certainly support that. Um, I think it's really just a matter of, of, of how, uh, because we discussed having a... A sort of uh, what what is it now political liaison committee and then out of those the independents would choose a certain number of persons etc so um, it seems that at this point in time we we need to really uh, come to a point where we can decide how how would that work how would that look would you allow every independent candidate etc um, and then at the other element as you say is that uh, it would then need to go back to the national assembly for for amendment but certainly, Chairperson, if we, if we look at the stats, I think in the local government elections, there were maybe 5% um, of votes went to independent candidates. So, so if you consider how many agents could there be at each uh, voting station, um, it's questionable how many could line up and how that would work. If, if I remember the, the previous meeting, we, we had asked for some input on, on this. Um, from the IEC in terms of what are the options and how could it work. Um, so I'm not sure, Chair, that we're at the point in time where we can absolutely decide how that would look. Um, but it's something that, that that we need to do. But certainly, I don't, I don't think it's something that we can leave out of the bill. Uh, independents would need to be able to have party agents. Okay, I think I think the intention of the the report, the presentation of the IEC and the, uh, our deliberation is to zoom and uh, uh, because this is clearer in terms of the articulation, and it's before the committee to consider uh, as to whether we how will be their impression in terms of this uh, 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 party agent. I'm just saying that members must. Uh, um, uh, Input uh, with the understanding to resolve on the on on, on the matter, uh, uh, and not refer it back to the uh, to the to the stakeholders when they've uh, grounded their uh, 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 processing uh, uh, in our last uh, meeting. But I understand the honourable was in the manner that uh, you are you are you are raising. Um, honourable uh, Mudise. Honorable Jose. Chair, I just asked uh, Brayeri to accept her. She's been struggling and she's been waiting to get in. Oh, okay. Honorable Kanyele. Uh, 
Jefferson, thank you very much. Um, I also do think that it is important for the independent candidates to have party agents in their, in their videos. Um, however, one may, in terms of indicating how many party agents they need to have per VD, I think as much as it is very important for us to establish that it is a bit difficult to get to that point when we don't even know how many party agents, we, how many independent candidates are going to partake in the upcoming elections. I think as a committee, we need to, to work around that, maybe to discuss the number, maybe have, maybe have a minimum of five per VD, maybe to be up to them, the independent candidates, how they spread themselves. Maybe they can decide that if one or a certain group has five uh, party agents in one VD, the others could be spread to the other VDs. But I think it is very important for us to, to have a number, especially considering the size of, of, of the VDs. I think at the moment, I'd like to propose that if possible, maybe we can suggest a minimum of five party agents per, per VD for the independent candidates. They maybe it should be up to them to decide how they spread them to all other VDs to reach that minimum, if, if that's doable. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, Mudise. Thank you very much, Chair. Mine, I want to make a comment on the terminology around the party liaison committees or party agents. The bill is clear that we need to be inclusive or accommodative of the independent candidates. Therefore, for me, the terminology is not necessarily an issue, but what we need to be mindful of is to make sure that we, we apply the principle as it states that we must be able to, to accommodate the independents. Therefore, maybe if we, we then say it's the liaison committee instead of including the party because the independents uh, are not necessarily a party, but it's just a, a, a terminology uh, and it needs to be amended in order to accommodate those independents. So it's just a choice of words, uh, a, a chair. Uh, but for, for easy reference, I think we just need to, we can leave it as, as a, a liaison committee. Secondly, chair, uh, the definition of region uh, is sufficiently clear as compared to a province. Uh, uh, honorable honorable uh, I wanted us just to deal with this, this item as has been highlighted on the, um, I can see here now you're going to another item. Oh, no, Chair. Okay, thanks. Okay. Thank you, Honorable Lizem. Yeah, Chairperson, thank you very much. I have seen by Honorable Kanye. I do believe if, of course, if we talk about this that we have embarked on, that, of course, independent candidates should have agents. Um, and then if it's a matter of numbers, I think the, the proposal that Honorable Kanyele made about maybe a minimum of five per voting district, I think 
could be a sensible proposal, but um, yeah, so I would leave it at that. I support, uh, I'm in support of what they had proposed. Thanks, Chair. Thank you. Honorable Lokwasen. Honorable Pile. Thank, thank you very much, <clears throat> Chairperson. No, Chair, I think it's a it's a matter of the principle of agreeing um, that yes, there is a need for us to include um, independent candidates agents as well as uh, in terms of the liaison committee. Uh, and I think there's consensus as as members to say that yes, it must be. I wouldn't delve too much into the allocation or number of agents because that can be dealt with uh, in terms of IC. Um, you know, there are uh, guidelines, uh, particularly uh, in their different acts. Um, and currently, Chair, you find that in some VDs, uh, because of the uh, space, while you may be allowed two-party agents inside, they only allow one because they accommodate for, for the number of, of parties or participating individuals in that election. So I think, again, somewhere along the line, there was a proposal or presentation that said, um, as per discretion of the presiding officer, if the VD is too small, um, then they would have a rotation where uh, agents will rotate. And I think that those are all... Um, uh, things that can be dealt with at that stage. But I think the principle is that we allow for them to to be part of, of that process. Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable El Jose. Okay, I think the, the principle um, uh, is that they must uh, we must include the uh, the party uh, agents, and I think all of us we agree in that. Uh, as to the details uh, that must inform their participation, um, and the IC has uh, uh, accurately uh, articulated to that effect, uh, uh, and we leave it to the uh, the regulations uh, when they uh, they do their regulation. I think that was the. The, the impression of the, 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 the IEC. But as Honorable Lizelle has raised uh, even in the last committee meeting that there must be a fair participation if we're to consider the inclusion of the uh, uh, independent uh, 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 candidates. Um, the, the details uh, on the uh, number, we may not uh, in, uh, 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 prescribe the number that uh, uh, party agents has to uh, uh, the form part, but let's uh, agree to uh, to leave it to the uh, to the to 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 the to the IEC. But the principle uh, stands in terms of the uh, uh, participation, uh, inclusion of the uh, party agents. Will that uh, assist us to uh, to understand to conclude on this uh, on this matter, Mr. Adams? Are you taking our the notes of members in terms of person? Can you highlight the second item? Adams? 
Mr. Matonzi? Okay, I'm just checking if, Chairperson, I'm just checking if Adam is in the meeting. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's no longer in the meeting. Okay. The second matter was on the, uh, the second item was on the uh, section D on a multi uh, regions. Uh, the committee must decide um, um, whether they allow independent candidates to run across uh, regions, uh, the IC submissions, in terms of the process that uh, uh, the report that uh, was outlined by the uh, content, uh, content advisor. Can we get into this uh, item? Um, can I invite Honorable uh, uh, Pile, Honorable Bros, uh, Honorable Khwase, Honorable Lizelle, Honorable Kanyele, Honorable Mutise? Chair, can I, can I just get clarity? Which item are you you're looking at? Because remember, this presentation has disappeared now. Yeah, on the section, on the multi-region, uh, the participation of independence. Oh, okay, sure. All right. Chair, um, I think we've had, you know, pretty much uh, lengthy discussions on, on this item. Uh, but I just want to, to remind us that irrespective of where the independent candidate contests, even if there was hypothetically contestation in all regions, uh, that they will only occupy one seat. And that would mean that um, it will be specific to where they have received the highest proportion of votes, um, you know, relative to the respective quota in that, in that region. And I think it is for that reason, Chair, that I would uh, propose um, that it remains the way it is currently in the bill that a candidate is um, allowed to contest only in one region. Um, and that could be, um, you know, where the, the, the candidate resides or where the candidate chooses to reside. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm uh, sorry, chooses to contest. I'm just mindful of the fact that a candidate may say, I have residence in KZN, I have residence in Gauteng, I have residence in Limpopo. Um, so then it means that the individual would choose which specific region they want to contest. Um, and I think it should be limited only to be able to contest in one region. Um, and again, I'm saying based on the fact that you will only occupy one seat, uh, uh, depending on where you 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 um, you you get the highest um, uh, votes, so for that reason, then it should remain uh, as being uh, contested in one in one region. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Honorable Ross. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Chairperson, we had. To We'd requested input from the IEC on this, some advice, and the advice was that independent candidates uh, should be able to participate in, in any province because the national election is, it covers all the provinces. Um, so, so this is the understanding that I had is that we were moving forward on that basis. Uh, Chairperson, I also raised the issue of general proportionality, uh, which is problematic if you do not allow independent candidates to be on the national uh, or considered for your top-up seats, your proportional seats. 
So, Chairperson, the you know position of the DA is essentially that independent candidates should be able to participate in all regions. Um, and you know, we even said that if it, you know the concern was raised that well, if an independent can stand in all regions, then a an individual party member should also be able to do so. Uh, but, but Chairperson, our understanding is that uh, and and in, you either run as a party or as an independent candidate. So. You, when you're running with a party, you are you are running with that collective. Um, so to say that you're going to compare an independent candidate to a candidate in a party uh, is a different story. One needs to say a party can run in all provinces. It could put forward candidates in all provinces and independent candidates should also be able to do so. But then the problem from a general proportionality point of view, and for some reason it's not on this list, uh, which is a big issue is that independent candidates should be able to also uh, gain a seat by collecting enough votes across the provinces to get a PR seat. And this will help us as best as possible to, to reach general proportionality. Because, Chair, we, you know, it, it's accepted that essentially an independent candidate gets a seat, um, but by excluding them from the, the, the PR allocation at the end, uh, one is destroying the general proportionality of the system. And so, so our proposal here, Chair, is that independents be able to stand in multiple regions, as can political parties. Um, we had said before that the independent candidates should get the seat in the province where they, they receive the most votes. But also, if they don't get a seat from any uh, one of those, uh, our view is that they should get a PR seat if they collect enough votes across the country. Uh, to gain a PR seat. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much, Honorable Ross. Honorable Lizen. Yeah, sorry, Chairperson, I'm traveling. Um, yes, I would fully concur. We did ask for advice on this matter from the IEC. Um, and I feel very strongly that if political parties are able to compete uh, or participate across the country, then so should uh, independent candidates. Um, and therefore, I'm fully in support of the proposal that they should be able to contest in more than one region um, and that they, of course, take up a seat uh, in the provincial legislature where they got the most votes. And then I did mention in the last meeting that we should seriously consider the proposal which uh, Honourable Ruiz uh, keeps on um, proposing or articulating, which I think makes a lot of sense and we should delve into it the issue of if a candidate doesn't get enough votes, that the votes that they get across the country um, is then put together or, um, you know, towards a PR seat. So uh, I fully concur that they should be able to contest in multiple regions and not only be restricted to one. And I think it goes back to the very issue of inclusivity and fairness. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much uh, for your input. Honorable Kanyele. Thank you, Chairperson. I have been covered by um, Honorable Rose and Thunder Mevre. We are in support of the candidates participating in the elections in all the regions. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Honorable Lukwase. Thank you very much, Chair. And I'm sorry for earlier I had to move ahead a connection problem. Chair, I believe that an independent candidate must only contest at a space where they are registered. 
at or where they reside. They should not be able to contest in all the provinces. Because in as much as we would want to say that political parties contest in all the areas, they are political party. Being independent means one. So in my view, there's no single person that stays in many provinces unless, yes, one would be saying, STD Malo, I am am staying in Gauteng and also in Northwest, but one must be able to say, I choose to contest in this space where I am a registered voter. Thank you very much, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Mudisa. Thank you very much, Chair. I think I've also been covered by Comrade Pilen Lefase, and I'm fully in support that an independent can only contest in the space where they reside or where they are registered. Uh, and unlike a political party that might be able to solicit more than one seat, an independent can only uh, get one seat should they, they garner enough votes. Therefore, I support the, the one region, one independent uh, contesting the space. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Is there another member I might have not uh, called, Honorable Mr. Matonzi? Yes, there was Miss Tito. She was in the meeting. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I've just switched off the video because I'm affected by this low shading thing. Uh, apologies. Um, <clears throat> Honorable Tito, if you, and apologies for not uh, uh, recognizing that you've now joined the meeting. There's a contribution. Yeah, thank you. Yes, Chair. Uh, Thanks, Chair, and morning to everyone uh, who is on the platform. Yes, Chair, I'm also uh, saying that the independent must contest in one region where he or she is residing. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, uh, uh, members. There, there are two views expressed by on this discussion, and I don't want to use the... Chair, Chairperson? Yes, Honorable Ross? No, no, Chair, it's me, Honorable Pele. My hand was up. I'm not sure if you saw that. Oh, no, no apologies, Honorable uh, uh, Ross. Apologies, uh, Honorable Pele, you can proceed. Thank you, Chair. Chair, I just wanted to to, uh, bring to the attention of the committee that in that proposal of the IEC, there was the latter part, which we must not forget, that the IEC in their submission said that the, this and I'll quote verbatim, this, however, does not equate to the independent candidate being able to aggregate votes across regions. So while members have chosen the first part that said that the IEC said you could contest as an independent across um, all nine regions, there was that part at the end that said it does not equate to the candidate being able to aggregate votes, which means that you then cannot combine the votes of all regions uh, in order to qualify for a seat. I think it's important to bear in mind uh, that submission. Thank you. Noted. I'm going to. Uh, there are two views expressed here, and I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to use the the frame that was used last in the last week when we're dealing with the uh, content advisors presentation uh, to say three number three members said this, two said this, and so forth and so on. But we need to look on the. Uh, 
uh, key submissions that were made by members and they also reflecting on the uh, response presentation that uh, has been expressed by the uh, by IEC, uh, the IEC but on the, also on the submission made by our uh, 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 or, or people or stakeholders in terms of this uh, of this process and members have expressing two uh, 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 views in line with the issues, uh, the subject matter on the uh, uh, on this uh, on this uh, participation of independent regions and provinces. And what we'll do, uh, Adams, is that we'll not summarize on the um, um, on the on the, on the, on this one. Um, uh, we'll put this understanding uh, of the 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 participation. And look on what the IEC has, has presented uh, uh, in terms of the uh, issues that are raising. And I will want them to come back uh, uh, in this meeting because it does not need to uh, have a further uh, engagement for, for a presentation because that's a clarity that members seem to have uh, uh, quoting correctly or missing some of the issues that we were we, we, we raising. I'm, I'm going to invite, uh, just to request um, Commissioner Love, if you can allow um, uh, executive just to uh, input on this uh, subject uh, for understanding, uh, and then we'll, 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 we'll leave it and we'll, we'll come back. And when we're going to resolve on it, we'll take uh, notes on the, just to refresh on the issues that were, were raised by the IC. Just on the subject, uh, Honorable Love. Uh, thanks very much, Chair, and uh, greetings to the Honourable Members. I'm going to hand over to the CEO because I think he can then take the Honourable Members through um, some of the detail of the submission for the refresh, if, with your permission, Chair. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, CEO, just on the matter, just for a minute, then we we'll proceed. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, the, the, the proposal that the commission made was that allow independence to contest across all the nine regions. And, that, and the same would apply to candidates of political parties. The reason for that proposition is that the National Assembly, it's a national constituency. It is not broken down as it were. Uh, it's one national entity. So you should be able therefore to contest that national entity from anywhere. Um, And that logic, it's uh, it's 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 replete in um, in our in our legislation because if you think of Section 24A votes where you vote outside of your your voting station, for the national ballot you can cast it anywhere essentially, precisely because we are all um, voting for this one national constituency, which is the um, uh, the National Assembly. That's why you can exercise your national ballot uh, essentially anywhere. 
now and that that should be um that option should be available to both um uh, party and independent candidates the it is different however as it relates to provincial elections that to contest a provincial election you've got to be resident in that province um and not um be a member of a provincial legislature in which you are not resident so there's a you circumscribe participation to the province in respect of provincial legislatures whereas in respect of the national assembly being a national constituency you should be able to contest it anywhere the rider that we put was in the event um, you win multiple seats from different uh, regions then you take the seat where you can add the most votes thank you uh, chairperson and uh, vice chair no th- thanks very much uh, ceo uh, to for coming back on that uh, on that on the on that matter because there are two uh, expressed views and i think uh, the uh, iec offers uh, 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 more clarity on the on the issues um, um, adams will 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 note these views that they may express in the meeting on this subject and will come back uh, to it in terms of at least there's an understanding on the uh, submission that we made on how we're going to uh, uh, outline the processing of the decision on this uh, on this one can we go to the uh, unless there's another there's a view that members need to input after uh, mr mamabulo yeah yes sure my hand my hand is up okay uh, honorable pile sure, yeah i just see that the ic is not uh, has not delved into what i had mentioned before they came in can they just clarify that part where they did say in their proposal that uh, and can confirm that they said it should not aggregate votes i think it's important yeah uh, honorable pile uh, any other member want to just to get into the yes chair yes honorable ross uh, thank you chair uh I understand that, and I think Honourable Pele is correct in, in what he's saying. Um, our, our input is is from a is from a DA policy point of view. I think the and and as the IEC have spoken about here, we we are talking about the ability to participate in a national election of a national uh, constituency, and therefore, um, if if independents are able to contest in different regions. And bearing in mind, they would have to meet the signature requirements and the payment requirements of each region. Um, they might, if they don't get enough votes for a seat in any of those, but they get together enough votes to make a seat on the national list, then that should be possible, Chair. So um, I understand what the IEC said, but this is a, you know, and, and I, I expressed the contrary view then as well, it is to say that the, that the key thing is from a proportionality point of view, if you had 80,000 people that voted for you across the country as a party or as an independent you should get the seat you shouldn't have a, a rule that uh, that stops you then even though you got 80,000 votes because they were from different regions that you now can't get a seat 
because at the end of the day, you're contesting a national election. Thank you, Chair. Okay, noted. Any other member want to, before I invite back the IEC? Okay. Uh, through you, Honorable, uh, sorry, through you, uh, Commissioner uh, Love. Uh, Mr. Mawabulo? Chair, the, the nub of the, uh, the proposition that the Commission had made was that um, the participation um, of independence happen in the uh, in the regions, uh, the nine regions, um, and not in the in the in the in the PR uh, in the PR uh, component. Um, that's that's really the. Um, the consequence of the proposition that was made. Now, if you are to aggregate, uh, even for independence, it means they have to be on the national ballot. Because remember, our proposal was that you have three ballots. You can't aggregate for them in the uh, uh, in the 200 other seats if they are not on that ballot so it would mean uh, you have to allow them to contest in the regions as well as in the national to national um, uh, ballot um, as we speak the Effect the proportional effect of that. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, we've not looked at whether what what would be um, the effect of a, a an arrangement like that on overall um, a proportionality. Um, would want to go look at the mathematical side of it uh, to ensure that it meets the demands of Section 46. Of the of the constitution, but the practical implication of that proposition is that in that national to national ballot, then they have to be um, uh, on that ballot because that is a separate election, and the regional election is a separate, um, distinct uh, election. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you. Is is that the Satisfy both of you? Oh, no, no, not satisfy. Offer clarity to to the subject uh, matter, uh, Honourable uh, Pile, in particular. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I think it's 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 very clear, and it speaks to um, this item leads to the uh, to the to the item of the, the ballots because it then affects where do you appear on which ballot, and I think we need to be clear on whether you are able to contest. On, and, I, and I hear, the, I hear what, what is being said about provincial legislature. And then again, in terms of the National Assembly. Um, and I think this will also then lead into uh, requirements like Honorable Ruas is saying, because then if you're contesting a legislature, you require signatures for legislature. And then if you're contesting the National Assembly, you would require signatures for National Assembly. So I think each of those items would lead to another clause. 
And I think we must bear in mind while we are deliberating how it affects the different clauses and, and the requirements. But I think for now, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm happy to rest yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honorable, yeah. I didn't want to go to, uh, to that far. Uh, um, and there's a reason because earlier on, before I invited IEC, I expressed that the two, two uh, views that have been expressed by members on this subject. And I knew that, uh, uh, that our deliberation may have to affect or uh, contribute to other uh, clauses that we'll be discussing uh, as we, 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 we move on. So we'll then not uh, re- uh, resolve, but there's an understanding on this uh, matter of the participation on the views that is uh, expressed um, and the IEC offering its own uh, 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 clarity, which they have dealt with in their last uh, presentation. <clears throat> I would want Mr. Salmon to, and Mr. Matonsi to capture well this uh, 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 subject, the matter of deliberation, and we'll come back uh, 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 to it so that we're able to thoroughly uh, resolve uh, on it. Uh, let's move to the... Chairperson, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, Mr. Matenza? Yeah, there was the end of the Deputy Minister. Oh, oh. Uh, um, uh, sorry, I did not uh, check my DM, Mshazi. No, thank you very much. There's just one issue that I think uh, we we need to note, uh, that I, I, and I think we must deal with it moving forward around the issue of aggregating seats that might be gathered. Mr. Martins, I'm not sure it's on my side or is it DM? I can't hear. Uh, I think it's the DM. If maybe it can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can you request the DM to switch off the video so that at least uh, you navigate the network? Yeah, the DM is completely out now. It's completely. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll call back the DM once we 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 is fine when they will indicate Mr. Matonzi uh, when the DM is fine. In that summary, will that will uh, 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 resolve in that matter uh, the 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 two submissions that we made in this meeting, and uh, we'll we'll then come back and resolve on that as we in, engage with other. Uh, 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 inputs. We're now going to the DM. Can you indicate if you are fine now? Yeah, I know the DM is uh, is out. We'll, we'll call him back as we continue the matter. Now we're going to the section E, the uh, signature or, and deposit, uh, the impression on that. Um, I will invite uh, Honorable Lizel, uh, Honorable Ruos, Honorable Kwase, Honorable Tito, Honorable Kanyile, Honorable Pilen, Honorable Mutise. 
Chairperson, um, I'm sorry. I'm actually in an area where there's very little signal, but um, I wanted to say that in the previous meeting, I had indicated that we needed to get guidance from the IEC in terms of what would be a fair amount in terms of uh, signatures and deposits, um, a fair formula, because I made the point that if you compare what a political party will pay for X amount of candidates, um, and similar, if you draw that same formula to a political party in terms of signatures, then what is a fair formula for independent candidates? And I'm still there because I don't think we've um, gotten feedback in that regard. So um, I think we've resolved that, of course, deposits and signatures are important. For me, it's just now about what is a fair formula and how do we work out that formula? So I don't have the answers to that. Um, but if we can get guidance from the IEC. Okay. I know you said we shouldn't, I know you said we shouldn't refer back to stakeholders, but I'm not, I'm not an expert in this regard, but you know, so I'm still at the same point that I, that I raised last time. So we need to come up with a fair formula, Chairperson. Thank you. And then I, and then I think you are correct, uh, Co-Chair, that uh, I was not referring back. I was referring to, uh, referring to issues. IEC must come back and, re and present again. Uh, uh, but at this moment that we're dealing with subject issues that need the clarity and they have did made presentation in the last meeting they will come back and uh, and 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 deal with this matter a principle which uh, we may need to affirm and i think just the uh, not trying to impose the view but a guide uh, is that we must have uh, signatures and the deposit uh, um, and can I invite uh, uh, Honourable uh, Ruas? Thank you, Chair. Uh, yeah, I think, Chair, the IEC proposed 50% uh, of the previous uh, vote count from the, pre from the last election of a similar nature. So the last uh, NPE, for example. Chairperson, uh, the other thing that wasn't really resolved was that we had to agree whether three months, um, there was a three-month requirement for somebody to uh, move from a political party to become an independent candidate. Um, uh, no, no later than three months before an election. Uh, but the concern was with the number of um, signatures required, how the IEC would process that and whether they would be able to process that in time. The chairperson, it's it's not something that we necessarily resolved, but I think that the IEC had indicated that it was it was going to be quite a challenge, especially if you receive a list, uh, a manual list in hard copy, and then you had to go and find thirty thousand IDs from that list. So, chairperson, I just think it's uh, it's not on here, but it's something that we also need to agree on, and whether three months is a a sufficient amount of time because it might be. Uh, you know, certainly in, in my opinion, three months then could be uh, not enough time to cover the risk that you have a number of signatures that arrive on the IEC's table and they are unable to verify that in time and therefore verify that the candidate is a, uh, a verified candidate, so to speak. So, Chairman, I'm, I'm happy with the IEC's proposal on the 50%, but... Uh, I think perhaps the three months is, is perhaps not enough. Perhaps it should be uh, more months 
just to allow that space. But, but what we'd hoped for was to get that input to, to estimate how long it was going to take and what the resources uh, that are, are required to undertake such an exercise. So that's the, the, that's the only point that's still open for me and, and un, unanswered. It would have been helpful to get some guidance on that. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Ruas. Uh, we'll come back, Co-Chair, uh, with, with Commissioner Love on the matter that we, we, the committee sought uh, uh, further clarity or contribution on that. Um, I will invite the DM once we have finished on this matter, if he's back. Honorable Jose. Thank you very much, Chair. I would like to agree with the admission because in my view, we are sitting the issue of the signatures and the deposit is an issue that should be left for regulations. And the only party to regulate such is the IEC. So clarity will be seeked from that. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Lukhase. Honorable Kanyele. Thank you, Chairperson. I was covered by Honorable Ross. Thank you, Honorable Kanyele. Honorable Tito. Thanks, Chair. Chair. Yes, I think that is best that we get the clarity from the IEC on the issue of the deposit and, and also of the signature. But also in terms of in terms of the 50%, I also I think that, that the 50% signatures is also quite right for my side. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Tito. Honorable Pile. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Chair, I'm going to deal with... Um two of the items under the signatures and deposit. The first one is the deposit, I think, should be left to the IEC and that it shouldn't be stipulated in terms of what the amount is because um, if we put it in the bill, it means that you're going to have to change it all the time. But if you allow the IEC to deal with it, the deposit can change based on economic conditions, based on uh, whatever the circumstances around that is and the need for that to change. So... I think that the, the deposit should be left to the IEC, but again, I think we must be fair that it must be um, uh, it must be a fair deposit. And I'm still going to stress that um, a seat equivalent um, to to everybody else, because you're contesting the space, you're getting the seat. It's the same amount of of benefits that comes with that, um, and so hence you should be able to to be paying the same um, if you are contesting that space. Uh, so the deposit must be left to, to IEC. But in respect of the signatures, Chair, um, this I think it's important that it has to be in, in the bill, uh, particularly because it can be challenged at a later stage. And I think if it's here, then it's, it's, it's something that we covered legally with. And we would um, support the proposal that it is 50% of the threshold or quota in terms of the previous um, election. Uh, seat. So, for example, if it was 50,000 votes, 50% of that would be 25,000 signatures. So that would be the requirement. And I think that part of it must be specified in the bill. So we would support the proposal of 50% of um, the last um, election. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Honorable Play, Honorable Medice. 
Thank you very much. I think in principle, we are all in agreement that there should be deposits and signatures. And I'm also in support as covered by Comet Play and the previous speakers that the 50,000 should be uh, the prerequisite. And, and also to say that the modalities and the formulas should be uh, determined by the, or should be dealt with by the IEC. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, um, I think members are <clears throat> in principle um, uh, in support or resolving on this uh, matter. Um, which will take note of that. And there's an issue that has been raised on the um, uh, uh, cooling of period. And in our, <clears throat> if members uh, check our notes back on deliberation, there was a, an understanding of affirming the cooling period of uh, uh, three months. And I see Honorable Ross is uh, <clears throat> uh, 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 um, giving. Uh, reasons uh, beyond that in terms of the issues that may arise as we uh, we interface with that. And I think that it's correct that uh, the deposit, the uh, process or the issue of the deposit will be uh, dealt with by the IC in the in the, in the, the regulations. I will invite the, the IC um, just on the uh, matter that, uh, if there's a matter that I think Honorable Lizelle raised uh, a point, and on the was uh, uh, on the issue of the cooling period, uh, just for purpose of, of clarity, but it's an affirmation in terms of um, 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 accepting the uh, this uh, and resolving on this matter. Then after I'll get the DM was will not want to benefit from the contributions that he had wanted to do um, through your commissioner love, uh, if I may. Invite uh, 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 Mr. Mamabolo. Uh, Chairperson, maybe um, before um, the CEO comes in, I just wanted to to emphasize the fact that the the issue that the IEC put forward in its um, submission is an issue that we are simply saying that the quantum of signatures should be determined in regulations, but should relate to um, a quota, a percentage of the previous results. The issue of 50% as a specific figure is not something that has come from the commission, um, but it's rather to say, let us have a percentage that relates to the quota um, from, a, from a previous election. So I think that's the principle that we had emphasized in our submission, which was uh, circulated to the honorable members uh, chairperson. I think secondly, when it comes to the issue of deposits, um, the, the, the question then is um, similarly that these would be determined um, uh, as, as members seem to be support in the same way as they are now through regulation. Um, I think the CEO will then be able to pick up on those issues possibly, but also on the matter um, that was raised by Honourable Member Ruiz. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Commissioner Love. Um, Mr. Mamaulu? Thanks, um, Chairperson and, and members. The, I think to assist the, uh, the committee, um, 
the in in the last version of the of the submission we we spoke of a percentage um uh, in, uh, and revised the initial submission where we had said um absolutely fifty so the the position of the commission is that it has to be a percentage uh, of the uh, quota in the previous equivalent election. Now, to assist the uh, the committee, what we 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 can do is to look at the 2019 uh, election results um, and look at the quota for all the nine regions, all the nine provinces, as well as the national assembly, and see where. Fifty uh, percent is at, and where twenty-five percent is at, or even where fifteen um, percent is at, and then for the committee to make a determination uh, based on those um, uh, uh, figures. Perhaps maybe when you see the actual figures, you um, you have a better sense of what is fair and reasonable for the committee to uh, to make a. A, a determination. Now, the on the issue of the cooling of period, the the commission does not um, make determination on that. It's a matter that came um, in the um, in the committee, um, uh, and the the commission it was not in the commission's uh, submission. So um, if the committee is asking directly that uh, they would want to hear the views of the commission on the matter, I think it's fair that we retreat and, and, and offer um, a considered view um, um, in our next engagement. Um, just to give you a sense of the deposits which are determined in terms of the regulations concerning the submission of lists of candidates. Uh, currently, the, con- to contest the elections of the National Assembly, it's um, 200,000. And to contest a, a province, it's uh, 45,000. Obviously, based on the proposition before the committee, uh, you now need to regulate a deposit for con- contesting the region because it is now a separate election. Um, now, what the commission would do before determining this um, the quantum deposits for a province, for a region, and for the national assembly, uh, we would invite submissions from uh, stakeholders, economists, uh, political scientists, academia, civil society, political parties, as to in the circumstances of the prevailing economic situation, what is a a fair figure to, uh, to determine. Um, and having received all those inputs, uh, the commission will then um, make a determination and pronounce on that by way 
of amending uh, this um, this regulation. So I think um, it's an it's a it's a these figures will change from one election to the other, um, and now we need to balance this against the uh, the quantum of signatures as well, um, and so on. so. It's a it's an issue that will, can be um, competently dealt with uh, in the in the regulations. Uh, that's that's the uh, the remark for now, Chair. Thank you. No, thanks very much. Uh, is there any other member want to input on this matter? No, I think we've uh, sufficiently dealt with this. Uh, 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 item and then an understanding uh, principle that uh, the signature and the deposit and the cooling of a uh, uh, period we may need to um, uh, affect uh, them um, and as the IEC notes that the all members of the committee the deposit will leave it to to be regulated by the by the IEC with the reasons that have been uh, 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 presented uh, and uh, the signatures will uh, have to affirm it in the in the in the bill as a principle. Um, the cooling of uh, the cooling of period. I think you are correct that is not within the ambit of uh, 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 the the IEC to respond to that. It's reflecting in the uh, in the amendment bill, and I think we must. Uh, um, um, affirm that uh, uh, three months uh, uh, period. And I know, Honorable Ross, we are saying is less. We have to uh, have more uh, a month to have a, a, a cooling of period. That is an understanding on this item. Um, we will note that, uh, we'll record the, the, as such. Um, and if there are other issues that need to come back, uh, the IEC will, will always, uh, as the uh, Mr. Mambo is indicating, will then deal with that. Um, we'll now go to the uh, section F, and I must note that our community secretary, uh, Mr. Matonsi, has also suffered on the network. Um, is out, I said I must put an apology. And Mr. Adams, our content advice, I'm not sure whether they're back. Um, the DM, before we go to the next item, you wanted to put another, you wanted to contribute. Can I check if you're back, uh, DM? Okay, let's move to the next, the next uh, uh, item, uh, members on the section F, uh, the number of ballots. And I think uh, in the deliberation, there's also expression, uh, members have contributed to, to that, but let me get uh, views on the uh, issues for purpose of uh, resolving on that. Uh, uh, Honorable Ross? Yes, Chair. Uh, <clears throat> As you say, we have discussed this in the last meeting. So, so our view is that uh, changing regions to multi-member regional constituencies uh, could be confusing, especially later on. As we we have said, we're not going to do constituencies now, but but after the next national election, it, it should urgently be addressed. And then once you create actual constituencies, then again, you will just have to change this back to regions or change it to something else again. So I, I know it was an idea that came for a specific purpose, but uh, but our view is that that we should just continue to call regions regions, and once we form 
proper constituencies, then we call them constituencies. And th that will avoid this confusion that is mentioned in this uh, section. Okay, thank you very much. Honorable um, Lizen. and we should also maintain the current the current electoral system of compensatory seats to remain at 50 50 or 50 Honorable Jose, are you done? I think your network is uh, terribly bad. Honorable Kanyele? Thank you, yes, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Kanyele. I'm in support of what Honorable Rose said that we should leave them as regions and not change them into the multi member regional constituencies. Thank you very much. Honorable, thank you. Honorable Pile. Chair, yeah, full support of remaining as regions. I think that multi party is just going to create confusion um, and, we, and, and we don't want to be able to, to create that confusion. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Mudise. Thank you, Chair. I'm also in full support that it should remain as it is uh, as regions and not be changed to multi-party regional constituency at that term. Thank you, Chair. Thank you very much. Uh, members, I think that is our, all is the committee su uh, submissions on the, on the issues. Uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Salmon. Um, uh, we'll record those uh, submissions uh, did I get Honorable uh, Lizelle and Honorable Tito? I've missed them. Unless they are also suffering from the network net problem. Can I check again before we step off this item? Honorable Lizelle? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, our last item is the, on the close nine. I think has been expressed here. Yeah? And I think it has to do with the, uh, in the main, um, uh, I will uh, invite uh, Honorable uh, uh, Rose. I will invite Honorable Lojas uh, Pile, Honorable Lojas, Honorable Kanile, Honorable Tito, and Honorable uh, Motise. Honorable Rose. Uh, thank you, Chair. I, th I think we'd propose the, the 300 to, to 100, uh, so that view remains as, as is. Um, and then on the point seven there, uh, in terms of the clause being removed um, regarding compliance and forfeiting seats if parties don't have enough candidates, um, I seem to remember we discussed this before and expressed the view that uh, parties should be able to top up their lists. 
Honorable Mr. Through you, Commissioner Love, uh, Mr. Mawabulo, if you can mute. Thank you. Uh, sorry, Honorable Ruas. Sure, Chair. So, so yeah. So, uh, I think that, that view remains as well, that if, if parties gain more seats than they have on their list, that they should be given a, a period of 72 hours or whatever it may be to, to submit an updated list. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Chair, I'm in support of the of the um, three ballots, uh, and I think uh, Honourable Lefasse mentioned something about compensatory earlier on, uh, and I think full view that it should remain fifty-fifty. Uh, that's two hundred to two hundred, and should not change. Thank you, Honourable Kanyele. Thank you, Chairperson. We are in support of 300 to 100. Thank you. Honorable Mudise. Thanks very much, Chair. I support that it should remain the 50-50 and the 200 to 200. Thank you, Chair. It should not change. Okay. Um, is Honorable Tito and Honorable Lizelle back? Members, this is the framework in which we have uh, uh, attempted to uh, to engage on, um, so that we get expressed uh, uh, views. Uh, and I think also on this uh, last item, there's uh, two different uh, or views that are expressed differently. Will then interact with this item, so that two items which were were noted as uh, different uh, views which members have expressed um, uh, on section D and uh, um, uh, clause 11. And in all the issues that were presented uh, here in terms of the, we structured for, for input, there's consensus a principle in terms of decisions and understanding on some of the areas that uh, will uh, uh, be subjected to the IEC uh, for regulations and the the other issues that must be um, uh, remain in the in the bill, um, uh, so that was the the contributions of uh, 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 the the members of the of the of the committee, and that also <clears throat> note that uh, we uh, also have to uh, uh, this an understanding that we we ought not to get into the um, uh, constituency electoral system um, in terms of the expressed views that have been demonstrated as uh, members. It's something that uh, we may need to look uh, beyond uh, 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 2024 or so on, uh, but we may need to deal with the immediate to allow independent candidates, which affirms the amendment, uh, electoral uh, amendment bill position on the, uh, the minimalist uh, 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 policy uh, choice. And that is an expression I'm getting, um, uh, and I think uh, from uh, uh, members, uh, and I think Honorable Ross has repeatedly in the last meeting also get into this uh, 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 discussion. What we'll do, we'll then uh, uh, craft the, uh, the decisions 
and uh, issues that we have consensus on and understanding since we've started the deliberations and uh, in our next uh, um, uh, committee meeting present those and uh, 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 affirm decisions um, and then if there are issues that need to be uh, because we don't want to get into the uh, uh, voting is the last stage of on 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 the matter to vote on the matter. So we need to persuade uh, uh, each other in terms of this uh, matter. But obviously, we we will opt if there's no resolutions in terms of the uh, different views that are expressed in 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 the meeting. Hence, um, uh, that issues that I've uh, identified coming from members of the committee. Uh, that are different views which have been expressed and we don't want to enter into the uh, voting uh, at this point. We need to solicit views uh, uh, from the uh, members and stakeholders as uh, we've been doing today. And I think we must appreciate IC for promptly uh, uh, getting into just to clarify certain issues or to, uh, to re recap on the uh, issues that uh, have been raised. I must appreciate members for having gone through this uh, report and demonstrated um, uh, uh, understanding on the process and the contributions. I want to check if the state law advisors uh, or the parliamentary legal service, if there are no other issues which uh, they may have wanted to, uh, to contribute, uh, not as a presentation, but they've picked it up in this uh, uh, deliberations. Um, uh, I will start with the state law advisor if there are they are, they are here, uh, Ms. Williams. Uh, sorry, Chair, it's Ms. Governor. Ms. Williams is actually not um, on the platform this morning. I wasn't able to attend her apologies because I had the wrong link um, for joining the meeting, so I apologize for that. Um, but from our side, Chair, we are fine for now, and we'll be guided by the committee as to um, what is uh, to be looked at further. But for now, we're fine. Thank you, uh, 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 Ms. Gavender. I think we must apologize because we, we are correct that uh, there was a wrong link uh, and all of us who struggled, uh, an apology for you and your team for uh, the inconvenience cost. Uh, the other matter I think we must deal with is the, on the, uh, uh, the were formula presented by IEC last week uh, on the drop and the hair. Uh, so we must take note of, of that matter and I must get guidance from the members so that we're able to uh, interface with that and take a uh, principal decisions on that. But let me invite the uh, parliamentary legal service uh, before that item. Uh, morning, Chair. I think um, uh, Saviwe and Daksha are not able to join because of um, load shedding and technical issues. But um, there were three issues that we noticed were missing from uh, Mr. from Adam's um, uh, summary, and that would be like you said, Chair, the droop quota and the decision regarding um, three round um, on your third round doing droop quota versus a single round and the hair quota, and then um, the residency requirement was another issue, um, uh, Chairperson, that we so was missing. Um, the fact that political parties had a different requirement when it came to residency um, compared to in um, to independent candidates 
um, as you'll recall, independent candidates had to be an ordinary resident, whereas political candidates had to be, have a requirement of being registered to vote within the region. And then the third issue that we noticed was missing was the a resolution from the committee regarding the vacancy issue and how to fill vacancies. And that's on um, item 34 of clause 11 of schedule 1A. And those were the only three issues that we had um, noticed were missing. Okay, thanks very much, uh, um, uh, Telan, for uh, for that uh, ob observations. Um, members, Chair, um, this is Dr. Oh, Shah. I have oh, rejoined. Dr. Sorry to disturb you. No, 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 um, not at all, not at all, Dr. Shah. You can proceed. Um, Chair, I I just want to comment on the issues that have been agreed to by the committee in principle this morning and maybe just um, provide some guidance as to what the current electoral system does say in that respect uh, to assist with the committee in reaching a decision on how things then should possibly be dealt with in the bill. The first issue is on the agents. Um, I know everyone agrees that independent candidates should have uh, agents as well, representing them at uh, voting stations. How, the question, however, is, how and how many. So I just wanted to refer the committee to section 58 of the current electoral act, which does actually say that parties are allowed two party agents at voting stations and four party agents in a venue and in another venue, as well as two party agents in um, counting stations. So some guidance can perhaps be taken from that because I do see that the IEC in, in its proposal has mentioned an unlimited number of part of agents for independence. But the question then would be how practical would this be? So I would uh, suggest that um, the bill then actually actually does expressly say how many agents there should be for each independent candidate so that it's clear and it's certain. Um, with regard to the issue of deposits, um, the view is rightfully and correctly expressed that this should be left to the IEC. However, at present, our current, our current electoral acts do say things. Sorry, our current electoral act does say that um, parties contesting a national election can pay more of a deposit compared to parties contesting a provincial election. Um, so, if the decision then is that different deposits need to be set for independent candidates versus parties, nothing would stop the committee from proposing that in the bill, but then leaving the actual amount to be determined, to be determined by the IEC. Um, on the issue of signatures, um, as Mr. Pillay has said, that should expressly be set in the bill. Um, the IEC has said that they'll offer guidance on getting quotas on previous elections to assist the, um, the committee in determining how many signatures that should be or what the quota should be. But I also just want to alert the committee to the fact that the current local government municipal electoral act does say that 50 votes are, are, are needed or 50 signatures are needed for candidates contesting wards. And it might help in getting guidance on how that number was determined so that we could also then provide that proper formula in the bill instead of leaving it for regulation so that there's certainty in the law. Those are just my preliminary views at this point, Ache. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Uh, thanks, uh, Ms. Daksha, for your observations and the contributions. 
Excuse me, Chairperson. My apology and through through you, uh, Commissioner Love. Um, the first point that Daksha raises, I think, um, better guidance on the issue of the, the party agent is to, is to be found in Section Thirty Nine of the Municipal Electoral Act, um, which um, provides for 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 the number of agents for parties and the number number of uh, agents for for independence and i think if we have to deal with it in the in the in the act um we should take guidance from section 39 of the municipal electoral act thanks chair also through you if i can just add it's also in section 58 of the current electoral act as well Let, let, let me assist. Uh, yeah. let, let me assist so that we don't um, work outside what we have established as a framework of uh, deliberations. And I think you, you will appreciate that. Uh, I think we 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 appreciate the observations. Uh, on the on the on the issues, um, and I don't, as a committee, we don't want to get into uh, uncoordinated um, exchange of submissions between our stakeholders uh, at this platform, um, uh, so that it it it, it may. Because I've identified there may be certain issues which may not have came out, um, uh, which uh, will contradict in this process the issues that uh, we we raise. What do we do? The, uh, the the before I invite members is that we'll invite we'll get those issues that Daksha has raised um, to be. Just to be drafted uh, and to to be sent to the attention of the members, um, and the observations that were, were were in all the issues, and I think it's what the committee will have wanted. And the issues that Mr. Mamabolo, in relation to what Mr. Uh, sorry, Ms. Daksha has raised, uh, to do a, a just a short drafting so that it form part of our um, uh, processing and we are going to resolve on those issues. We've resolved on them in the next meeting. When we recap, we deal with the, with the issues in reference to the sections uh, that have been uh, uh, highlighted. And I wanted just to get your, 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 your understanding before I go back to the issues I've with uh, Tilani also has raised um, Mr. Shiburi, I think yeah, I, I hear you want to come in uh, on the on the same matter. Let us appreciate Daksha, Mr. Mamabolo, and, and Shiburi on the issues uh, that are emanating from these deliberations, but we do not want to work uh, uh, more outside what we've established as the 
uh, foundation, but it assists uh, for deliberations. Mr. Shibori? Thank you, Chair. Uh, I was just saying that the the proposed draft is in paragraph 19 of our submission. We have deliberately moved away from the numbers because we know the practical difficulties that voting stations are not the same. If you put in numbers, you will not be able to, imp to give practical implementation to that. So the drafting we're proposing that the bill just deals with the principle that independents are entitled party agents and we leave that to, to the regulation, the numbers and how you deal with instances where you have multiple number of parties contesting. For example, if you have 50 parties contesting, however big your voting station, it can never accommodate those party agents. Thank you, Chair. Well, okay, Mr. Mr. Dexter and Mr. Shibur, I'll come back to this matter as we, 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 we close. Uh, um, uh, I wanted to raise something in relation to the A-list that we, 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 some of the issues will be ex expressly um, uh, indicated there. Uh, Honorable Pile, your hand was up. Okay. There are two issues which we, we they were presented by the um, IC and we, the, I, the, the um, committee requested IC to come and brief the committee on the uh, formula uh, or the calculations which uh, the Mr. Mamabolo uh, um, dealt with that uh, part in our last uh, meeting, demonstrated the, the drop formula and the, the hair. And I think Telani has also uh, identified uh, that uh, matter. The issue of the vacancy is, is vacancies, if you recall, uh, members uh, in principle um, um, agreed that, uh, um, uh, and I think the IC also and all the stakeholders and the legal team in their presentation highlights that um, uh, we, we may not need to have by-elections uh, and there's a, a principle understanding by the committee on how we must deal with this uh, vacancy, and that will be also come in, and as we deal with the uh, with the with the with the A list, uh, the, uh, the this matter of the uh, formula, the troop, and the hair. Uh, can I get understanding from members? Uh, uh, we may not deliberate it uh, if they are not. They were, in fact, it was not on the on the page notes. We can uh, shift it to the next meeting to conclude on that, or but we can exhausted uh, now. Can I establish with members on this matter? Chair. Yes, Honorable Pile, I've uh, invited you. I'll invite all honorable members. Let's start with Honorable Pile. Chair, I know I was going to indicate that those were the three issues that were missing, uh, but I'll be guided by you. I, just in light of your last proposal that we take those items at the next meeting, uh, I'm happy to do that. But if you want us to deliberate now, I'm also happy to, to contribute. So I think perhaps we'll, I'll take direction from the meeting. Yeah, can, can I establish uh, with members if we can uh, take them now or in the next meeting? In fact, let me start with uh, uh, Mr. Salmon so that we, we, uh, we requested that you must on the process so that we are able to 
find each other. Uh, Mr. Salmon? Um, there was a matter on the A list. Can I, I get a sense before I uh, get members to yes? Chairperson, um, my understanding is that the, the the members were largely in agreement on on, on the issue, and we have some clarity from this meeting on the outstanding issue. Um, it's a question of uh, asking whether the stakeholders, which I believe is uh, the Office of the State Law Advisor and the Parliamentary Legal Services, can come up with. Uh, a draft or an A-list for us to discuss potentially uh, on Friday, and if not, then next week, Tuesday, um, just because we, we missed in one meeting last week. So uh, our schedule is a little bit behind. Um, so we just want to assess from the stakeholders if they're um, available, if they're going to be able to draft an A-list for us to, to guide our further deliberations. Okay, noted. I will request Daksha to uh, just make an impression on that in our, when, she, when I invite her. Can we, uh, members, uh, on this uh, matter that we, I raised, and I think uh, uh, which were not on the, on the item, must we defer to the next meeting or we can impress on in this uh, meeting? Honorable Uros? Chairperson, I'm happy to discuss them in this meeting. I, I do feel that we, we need to move on. Yes. And I, and I think that a lot of... Uh, what has been raised, there is a general agreement on it. Okay. I think uh, correct. Honorable Jose and Honorable Tito. I think we can still deal with it in this meeting, Chair. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Honorable Tito. Okay. Let's proceed on this uh, item. And I think it will be the last item. The 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 issues which I think uh, also observed by uh, Tilan, so that we uh, have an under principal understanding uh, uh, on them, and then later uh, Daksha will assist in terms of the process for the A list, and then we have an understanding for our next uh, uh, deliberations. Can I invite the uh, uh, honourable uh, Pile? Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. On, in respect of the allocation of seats and the formula, Chair, um, I would support the single round um, um, droop quota system. Um, there's just one thing that I would like to seek uh, some clarity on in terms of the IEC. It's just if they could explain to us that... Um, highest surplus versus um, highest average. Um, if they could just uh, give us, you know, some kind of understanding about it. I think it will, it will help us to determine whether we use the highest surplus or the highest average, if they would just, but single round uh, drew quota um, is what we should go with. Um, and, and chair, the filling of vacancies as agreed uh, previously that it should be allocated to the, it should be allocated to the next available independent candidate or political party um, that, that um, in terms of, of having the highest number of votes. Um, and then the last item was in terms of the, what was the last item? Uh, okay, I think let me just, let me just cover those two. Uh, if I remember the last one, I'll come back to it. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Pile. Honorable Ruas? 
Yeah, thanks, Jay. I, I think, uh, you know, a, a lot of the allocation of seats has to do with whether independents are on the national list. Um, and as I indicated in the last meeting, if you look at the existing uh, system of seat allocation, it, it gives us the best chance of um, achieving general proportionality. Um, and it uses droop. Uh, the, the national seats are first calculated, the national um, uh, seat threshold is calculated, and then seats are allocated that way. Then in the next round, then there's a also a single round system using the droop system to calculate the uh, regional seats. And then it comes back to uh, the national uh, list to top up and ensure proportionality. Um, the two changes from the existing system would then be uh, that an independent candidate could, could only gain one seat and that uh, after you've allocated five seats uh, with the remainders in the current system, then you go and use highest averages, whereas um, in this case, you would need to just continue with the droop, uh, the highest remainders. So that was our proposal, Chairperson, but uh, certainly one um, one round is definitely fairer because then you have one um, threshold for everybody uh, on a droop system. But Chairperson, it's, it's key. If you do not allow independent candidates to contest the uh, the national PR seats, then you will it will result in an unfair and unbalanced uh, uh, system that is out of proportion. Uh, for the reason I gave earlier, Chair, essentially, if an independent candidate gets 80,000 votes from across the country, they should be able to get a seat, the same seat that a party would get if they got 80,000 seats from around the country. Then in terms of vacancies, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the existing system at, as it would be, your, uh, your, your political parties would fill up from a list that they have. Um, but by utilizing the uh, the, the droop and the, the highest remainders, you would essentially then have a, a national list which would form from that election result, uh, which you could then use in the future for if an independent candidate seat is, is vacated to, to fill it with either the next independent candidate or the next party that has the highest remainder. And again, the fairness element is to say, if you've got more votes than somebody else, they shouldn't get in ahead of you. Uh, thank you, Chair. Honorable Ross? I'm finished, Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Jose. Thank you very much, Chair. I would like to agree with Honorable Pile on the one-round troop system and also with my view is that we agree that we should leave it as the highest with the highest surplus, but also on the feeling of vacancy chair. I think on the feeling of vacancy, the next whether it's a party or independent with the highest number of remainder votes must be given an opportunity. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Ross. Honorable Jose, Honorable Tito. I'm sure Honorable Tito was not in the last meeting where we were, were dealing with the formula. Um, yeah. 
Honor Cañile. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, Chairperson, on the issues that were, or contributions or inputs that were made by Ms. Silania and Dashka, I have been covered by um, Honorable Rose. However, I also wish to mention that some of the issues we did touch on, because I, um, I noted Ms. Dashka, she mentioned the issue of signatures, that in the local elections, there's a requirement of, of 15 signatures. When IEC was um, giving their inputs, they have mentioned that currently for national, there's about 200,000 that needs to be to be paid a deposit and for provincial food, 45,000. But they said in the next meeting, they're going to come and give us the figure so that we can be able to propose maybe on the figure that um, needs to be paid going forward. And also the figures that they're going to give us will also enable us to propose or determine um, how much the independent candidates will, will, need to, will need to pay. Other than that, on the other, on the other issues, I'm covered, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Kanile. Honorable Mudise. Thank you very much, Chair. I'm, I'm fully in support of the single round group quota uh, formula. I think it's very interesting and it, it will provide uh, all parties that are contesting to have an opportunity to gain or attain or obtain a seat. And also to say that group formula should also be applied on the next round of the remainders, uh, uh, the highest remainder to that formula should also apply and, and it's very inclusive. On the, on the filling of vacancy, I also support uh, that the next uh, party or independent with the highest number of votes or remainders, uh, that uh, vacancy should be applied or should be uh, uh, taken to. Thank you, Chair. Thanks very much, members, uh, for um these issues that you 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 have raised and and that are before us uh, we must also appreciate the IEC for having came back to deal with this uh, formula in our last meeting and this principle uh, resolve that we must uh, uh, consider the the group uh, formula uh, and i think that is an understanding of this meeting including the discussion which we've already carried of the uh, vacancies um, that which will then able to uh, uh, be packed in terms of the notes that also will be bringing to the meeting um, and i must take uh, note that uh, we'll do that in reference to what the ic has made the presentation uh, last week in terms of the, the group uh, uh, formula so that we are properly um, uh, uh, clearer on this issue. We should, it will find its way into the, um, uh, uh, the act. So this is a, a understanding in terms of the principal issues we have um, interfaced with and then taken, and that will come back to the uh, in our next uh, uh, meeting, as the I'm going to invite Alana to uh, Daksha just to get uh, uh, to impress on the on the A list uh, process so that we were able to interface. And I think then I'll in yes. Before Daksha um, speaks to the A list, um, you forgot the residency requirement and the. 
the differences between the independent candidates candidates requirement versus the political party candidates requirement. That was the first issue I raised, but um, I think uh, Anvil Pillay was saying he he couldn't remember one one of the um, one of my issues, and that was one of the issues that I had raised. Okay, but I I will I will take it back to uh, to the understanding was that the uh, the the IEC uh, when they were uh, presenting and responding, they've touched on this uh, matter. Um, and we can labor again with the with the IEC so that there's a, a fair share of your understanding of so that we're able to cover up on the notes that we 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 we, we raised. Um, Thank you, Chief. Yes, maybe before before that, because there was also an issue. I think it's Honorable Ross or Honorable Pile who raised it. Can I get understanding, Honorable uh, Mr. Mamabolo, if you pick it up one of the issues that were raised by? For your attention. No, Chair, I thought uh, the um, the proposition from the IC was uh, clear on the table, and that was um, you can contest uh, in terms of the regional elections. You can contest any region, uh, so it shouldn't really matter which region you are registered in. Um, however, um, there would be a registration requirement in relation to provincial elections. Uh, um, in other words, you have to be registered on the provincial segment of the voters' role in the relevant uh, province. Uh, to contest the elections of a provincial legislature. So unless I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm missing the, uh, the input of the question for, before me. Okay, I'll come and note it. Hello, Ross, I see your hand. Uh, Chairperson, I think what is being asked here is uh, we've, we've spoken about independent candidates to be, be able to participate in each uh, Province, and I think the question is: Then, should party candidates be able to also be on the list in each province? And I remember us discussing this last time around, and our view was that, um, again, you have an independent candidate standing, or you stand as a party, and then the party uh, puts individuals in different provinces. And uh, but an independent candidate, the only way they can participate across the provinces is to stand in each one. Uh, but I think that this is the question that's being raised. If if we say that independents can stand in each province, should uh, individual members on party lists also be able to appear on the regional list of every province or multiple provinces? Yeah, I'm I'm sure when we're resolving on this, not not resolving. When I was summarizing on the this matter, and I I deliberately don't want to allow you to come back again. Uh, and we're, we're making it difficult for IEC to um, raise the same matter all again. I've said that views expressed on this matter um, and will uh, uh, pack, pack this matter so that we're able to influence each other on the subject matter without necessarily going to a, 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 a vote. Um, the views that have been expressed by members on this matter 
and will come back uh, to it uh, uh, if it was not captured uh, uh, properly uh, so that we pace weight in deliberations now that we have not even uh, uh, concluded on this uh, uh, deliberation. So I wanted to uh, uh, ascertain that we have we are right on our roles, we have deliberated or interacted with it, and even today we have interacted with it in our slide notes. But is 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 an, uh, a matter that we have uh, persuaded uh, yourself that will come back to it, given the submissions of views that have been expressed on how we must uh, resolve or on, on resolve on it, and that will then uh, uh, further deliberate on this matter in our next uh, uh, in our next meeting. Is that will assist you, Delana? Yes, Chair, that will assist me if we can ha have a discussion with it at the next meeting. Yeah, we'll continue deliberating on this matter because members have different views and we must persuade each other and sort more uh, 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 guidance on this on, on, on this matter because IC has made its own articulation and positions and submission. And again, uh, so it's member, uh, the committee that must able to find the um, uh, um, uh, consensus on how we must uh, move without rushing to vote on the matter. So we must allow space for uh, 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 mobilizing thinking to members of the committee on the subject. Um, Daksha, can I invite you? <clears throat> Daksha? Um, sorry, Chair, I just had an unstable connection there for a moment. Um, chair, on the A-list, what an A-list is, is it contains the exact detail of how the Portfolio Committee wishes to amend the bill. So at this point, I think it might be a little bit premature uh, because we still have a lot of outstanding issues that need to be agreed upon. Um, I mean, as you mentioned, there are two main issues where there were differing views in the committee today. Um, so it puts us in a very difficult position to start drafting um, when we don't have the instruction on what that draft should look like. And even on issues like agents and the signatures, um, we're still needing the detail on how many agents were independent candidates, uh, how many signatures. So to have any A-list ready for your next meeting, if it's Friday, I think would be a little bit premature. But that's my view. But once we have those um, details and agreement from the portfolio committee, then the state law advisors and, and ourselves can definitely put an A-list together and possibly after your next meeting when the details on what it is you would want the bill to contain have been agreed to. Um, that's my view on the process on the A-list, but I invite uh, the state law advisor to perhaps share their view and add some uh, and shed more light on this. Thank you, Chair. Okay. State law advisor? Thank you, Chair. Um, as Daksha has correctly pointed out, the A-list is actually um, the instruction as to how the bill should be amended. So mm. we would um, rely on direction from the committee as to exactly what it is that everybody is or, or what the agreement is um, by the members of the committee. Because at the moment, as you have correctly pointed out, there's still some issues where there are differing views. So for us to properly give effect to the A-list, we would prefer to have proper instructions from the committee on all aspects that may need, need to be amended in the bill. So um, I do agree with Daksha that uh, we, will, we will wait for you know, proper instructions and guidance from the committee as to what needs to be given effect to in the A-list. Yes, correct. 
I think it's how we, we it's our understanding that as we uh, 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 observe that in our next meeting will uh, bring in the uh, all the issues that we resolve on uh, and where there are uh, different views will finalize that and then will allow that uh, process to, uh, to 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 start. Can I invite the minister? Uh, uh, no. Okay. Yeah, can I invite the minister if the, in your team if there are any other issue you wanted to to to, uh, to comment on, and then uh, I will invite uh, uh, Commissioner Love, and then we we work towards closing. Minister, Deputy Minister. Director General? No, thanks, Chair, and uh, thanks, honorable members. Uh, no further comments from my side. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Tichi. Commissioner Love? Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Thanks to you and the other honorable members. I don't think there's anything at stage to add from our side. Obviously, once we get from you further detail, we'll look at individual clauses within the bill. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you a lot. Uh, thank you, honorable members, and thank you, uh, uh, IEC, the state law advisor, and our parliamentary legal service, and our stakeholders for um, contributing to these deliberations uh, as we strengthen this uh, amendment uh, uh, bill. Uh, and I think uh, you have. Uh, uh, made it made it more easier uh, uh, members uh, for these contributions and also to come closer to the issues that uh, the IC as an implementing agent have able to contribute uh, to the uh, uh, to the to these issues we'll stand off uh, today in all the items we'll then uh, deal with the issues with the uh, content advisor and the and the legal team uh, in our uh, session to frame up the notes and come back in the next meeting and deal with outstanding issues that uh, we need to uh, uh, interact with so that we allow the a list to uh, uh, to be drafted the second point will then look on the issues we have raised earlier on the item that was uh, uh, supposed to be dealt with by the minister and his task team uh, as I've indicated, I will indi interface with Honorable uh, Lizelle, Honorable uh, Kanyele, and Honorable uh, Mudise on a matter in relation to the report that must be submitted to the or uh, released before the uh, the committee meeting. Um, I think the framework which will be whether the minister must present it, and then will then get a follow up session. Uh, where all the, the 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 report will have been presented, but we'll get guidance and we'll come back uh, to the committee uh, to outline on how we're going to handle this sensitive report, as the minister has uh, uh, indicated, and also taking note of the reports that we've been receiving previously, which were sensitive, uh, so that to avoid uh, uh, people who might have been implicated to interdict the report be presented to the committee. Um, Mr. Matonsi, is there any other matter uh, before we adjourn the meeting?
No. Thanks very much, uh, members and colleagues. Uh, we'll then meet in the next meeting, uh, uh, the meeting stand agenda. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Thanks, uh, bye bye. Everybody. Thank you, Chief. Joe, the network is bad. <laughs>